This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Odeline's Catering Inc. offers great food and desserts homemade to be delivered to your next event or celebration. You can choose to pick up or deliver. Book your next appointment today with Odeline's Catering Inc. at 646-657-6640. Let us bring taste to your next celebration. number four, and we are at the crossroads where serial entrepreneur, gaming educator, and web business owner, radio tech personality, all meet here on Beyond Talk. So today, Faith and I will be your stand-in co-host. Jacqueline Taylor Adams, we are going to um, engage you in some Q&A with some phenomenal people. We have Khalila Wright, bold, dynamic, and she'll let you know everything about her. And then our digital drummer spotlight today is on Roderick Woodruff. He is the co-founder of the Urban Video Gaming Academy. And then our last segment, Present the Presenter, is by Chris Curtis Crawford. She is radio and tech, I mean business and tech radio personality, as well as founder of Web Business Owner and Philadelphia Black. So we're going to find out a little bit more about what she's presenting. But now I present to you the one and only media and brand strategist, Faith Moore McKinney. Good good evening, everybody. Good evening, my co-host, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. How are you? I, I am okay. I'm all right today. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Faith McKinney. Well, welcome to Beyond Talk uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I'm Faith McKinney, as I said, author of Schmingling, The Art of Being Well-Connected Through Blatant Self-Promotion. I'm a CNN contributor, and I also teach authors, publishers, and entrepreneurs how to get more famous. So we are on the right track here talking to some brilliant people tonight, Jacqueline. I know we're minus Gregory tonight, but I am so looking forward to it just being us girls for right now. Yes, so, we got girl power. <laughs> it is girl power. And if you have any uh, comments or questions and you want to call in, you can call in. Our number is 646-716-7994. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. And I believe uh, we do want to get started because, you know, this hour runs really quickly. 
And so we're going to get started with our first guest, Miss Khalila Wright. Are you on the line? I am. I am. Good night, everyone. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. Well, we're going to get into some Q&A. I'm really interested to hear about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So can you give us a little bit of your background and, you know, who you are and your claim to fame? Sure. Um, So hi, listeners. My name is Kalila Wright, and I am an architect slash designer by trade. Um, I'm a graduate of Penn State University as well as Morgan Morgan State University in which I have my master's in architecture. And um, I'm a mom, and I have been designing now for about 15, 14 years. Um, And becoming a mom has really inspired me to take that entrepreneur plunge And I am now divulging into several um, business streams. Uh, I currently have a mommy blog, which I think came naturally with having my first child. Um, And I'm a co-founder of a mommy blog where we have around uh, 1,400 moms who connect and unite. Um, And they're all strangers, but they are, we all have one thing in common, which is we're moms. Um, as well as I then went on to write a children's book, which is called A Mother's Dream. So this all, this, uh, it all connects in the sense of me being a mother. So uh, I have a children's book, A Mother's Dream. um, And I also have a custom baby furniture company and apparel company uh, called Lily Nash. And Lily Nash, again, is a baby uh, company as well. So prior to architecture and me really uh, going into the arts, I've always wanted to create. I guess I've always been a creator. And me then having a child really tapped into the motherly portion in which I wanted to create baby items. Um, It's become a lot of fun. But expanding on that as well, I also have a T-shirt company, and it's totally kind of off my baby train that I have going, Uh, but I have a t-shirt company called Mess in a Bottle, and it's actually messages that people wear on their t-shirts, whatever that powerful message may be, and my slogan is to wear your mess, wear your message, and wear it proud, and tell everyone what you want to say without saying anything at all. Uh, So that's my t-shirt company, Mess in a Bottle. So, yeah, that's a couple of the things that I have going on. Wow, you sure are busy. So you have one child so far? I do. I have a son. Um, my son, his name is Caden. I'm hiding from him right now with a lollipop, praying he doesn't <laughs> interrupt this interview. <laughs> I totally understand. I do. So please tell us, um, how did your businesses evolve from your architecture background it seems like you you have I know you have the furniture company but you know the blog you know the writing right how did that evolve so the furniture company was actually my first business which I launched in 
2009. Um, and it was really a hobby, which I think a lot of people um, have when they first start out um, a business. And you're not sure if it's really a business or if it's just a hobby. And I started, um, you know, as I stated, I majored in architecture. And I love I love architecture, love building design, uh, but I had more of a love for the simplistic furniture designs and, you know, creating items. And I took the architecture and assembly of items and then uh, transitioned that into now my baby furniture company, which is developing. So we repurposed and uh, we repurposed old unwanted items and we turn them into new furniture pieces for mothers so you know or for your nursery and so it's really interesting because you could take a a project or something that someone doesn't want anymore from the trash and we really bring it back to life yeah that's that is um you know recycling repurposing and and making right. art out of it i'm sure so let me, I want to remind all our, our listeners, if you want to call in with any questions, please give us a call, area code 646-716-7994. Now, Kalila, um, I know you have, you also have uh, the mommy blog. Now, you know, blogs and bloggers are really hot right now. How did you, yes. um, one, um, find find that to be your niche and then two, develop it into I'm I'm assuming you've developed it into a business when you have fourteen hundred um subscribers to your blog. How did you and, and how did you develop it into a business and, and did you what resources were your favorite resources to do that with? So the mommy blog was something that honestly it was something that uh happened organically so for the mommy blog, um, I another young lady, we went to junior high school together. We've known each other since about 14, 15 years old. And by the time we were almost 30, uh, most of our friends either already are moms or some of them um, are not moms yet, but we needed some type of a outlet to connect with other women our age, with newborns. You know, most of our friends who had babies were kind of over us talking about diapers and drool. And so we decided to just start a forum and start a place where moms could connect and be totally transparent, very honest. Um, and it's become that, like we have, play, we, we've become somewhat of a safe haven where women are able to share deep things. You know, there's so many women who go through postpartum depression, who have a hard time breastfeeding, who have a hard time formula feeding or switching to formula. There's so many questions when you become a new mom and it just became a natural, you know, element for us to be able to reach these other women. And it was strangers. And, you know, right now in the group, we have women who would share with us first that their parent might have passed away. And that just spoke volumes to me of what we created. Because, you know, before they may, some people may not want to share it on a public forum on Facebook. But when you have a private group that 
you know, we just had a mom who said, I have five children. I have my husband. He's working a lot to help provide for our family, and I'm at home, and I'm really having a hard time. Can anyone, you know, lend some helping advice? And so to have a place where women can feel as if they can trust us, um, it's very powerful for me. You know, it just makes me really understand that this, again, is something that happened organically and it happened naturally, but it's something that is needed, especially in our community. So it seems like, you know, having one business is is daunting enough, but you have so many, you're like a serial entrepreneur. So what about your, your personality kind of fosters this because, you know, juggling motherhood and juggling all the things that you do, how does your personality um, allow you to have a, a balance with, with, all, with everything going on? Well, I often say I'm not sure if it's a little bit crazy or just really <laughs> passionate. Um, you know, some days I think I'm just insane, and other days I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, I think all my education experiences in architecture, deadlines, you know, architecture is a very difficult profession, and it's a difficult, rigorous uh, course going through school. So we, you know, we had to train and stay up all night, and it was very difficult. But now I just feel as if those nights were preparing me for what I'm doing now, and um it definitely put me on a course where I meet deadlines and I just push through. So, you know, though I have multiple businesses and I'm juggling so much, um, it's fun. It becomes, it's passion. It's what I love. Like I love the companies, you know, right now my t-shirt company is expanding and I see people wearing strangers wearing my t-shirt and that just Mm -hmm. alone makes me smile. You know, so I think it's the reward or when I see a little kid that I had no idea their parent bought one of my rocking horses, um, you know, I see a picture. Again, it's just very rewarding. Wow, that's amazing. So how has, you know, you're, you're a mom and you have these businesses. How does that affect the choices you make in business? Um, I think that the choices... Okay, sorry. I gave him the lollipop. (laughs) The lollipop didn't work. (laughs) No problem. He's like, what's happening here? Um, We're both mommies. I understand. (laughs) Thank you. So you were saying the choices that I make in regards to life or motherhood? Yeah, in regards to your your family and your your businesses. You know, a lot of times, you know, your, your son gets sick. Or you have an appointment. How do you how do you make the choices to you know between the business or the baby? Um, it's funny that you say that, and it's definitely something that I'm still juggling with and trying to understand and figure out and balance. You know, I think just as mothers and as women, um, it's really about a good balance of a family work life. And um, I was recently an architect for a major retail company, 
And I wanted to step back because I was doing that full time. Plus, I was working, you know, my businesses and companies at night. I would stay up for multiple days till 5 a.m., nap for an hour. And I felt like my son and family was being neglected because I really didn't have the opportunity and time to spend that with him. And um, unfortunately, I can't say I've gotten much better because now my businesses are growing so much. So I'm just hoping that what I'm doing right now will be able to lend to the free time in, you know, maybe a year or two when things are more stable and I can really be able to balance. So it's it's difficult, but I think just as women as and as mothers, we just find the way <laughs> to balance. So let's talk about your businesses for a while. Can can you tell me how how your businesses are expanding? What do you think um, is you know maybe a couple of points or a couple of tips that or a couple of things that you know was the difference made the difference between your businesses you know failing and thriving? Was there a coach? Was there a certain philosophy that you have? What what is what is it that that gets you going? Um, so a very important lesson that I learned this weekend, um, I was working with a vendor and things happened. He didn't meet my deadlines. I ended up having to give a client, um, a product that just wasn't up to par. I was unhappy with it and I was very upset, but it, and it was out of my hands. It was out of my control. So, you know, one of the things I would say to other entrepreneurs, as you grow and as you get bigger, there are going to be a lot of hiccups. There are going to be a lot of trial and errors, like trying out new, you know, new material, new people, new vendors, and some things may work and some things may not. And um, that was definitely a big learning experience for me because, again, it wasn't something that was fully in my control. Um, So that becomes I think a big learning lesson as well as um, I'm realizing right now to seek help. So I don't, I'm fully funding all my businesses on my own. And right now I put out on Facebook all the time, like, Hey guys, I need someone to help me with social media. Is anyone available, you know, weekends at night who can shoot some emails to a couple of clients for me and help me out. And surprisingly, So many people have responded, not only to social media calls, but just anything that I may need help with. And so I think that that's something that a lot of people may not readily do. We may shoot out emails or, you know, say, hey, guys, support my business. But supporting your business is not always with just buying a product. You know, right now I'm growing so much and it's really just me where sometimes I need some, we send follow-up emails to clients saying, hey, did you enjoy your T-shirt? Did you like our product? Can you post it on social media? I can't do all of that. So I have two design interns and they're amazing, um, but some now it's getting too big for them. So, you know, just to have other people tap in and they're able to send emails, contact people for us, even as simple as tracking down shipping, um, shipments that may have shipped and are lost, we need that manpower. And I'm not really able to fully fund a staff yet. So, you know, I just recommend to anyone who is an entrepreneur who might have limited resources, ask for help. 
you know, there's there's friends, there's family, there's people that's out there who are willing to lend a helping hand as well as to give the resources. If they may not know, they may know someone else. Um, recently, my computer has started acting crazy, and, you know, I know financially I might not be able to get a brand-new system, and I posted on, you know, social media saying, hey, my computer's acting up, I've been very stressed out. And within minutes, someone messaged me and they said, hey, I have a laptop, I'm not using it, I might use it in about six to eight months, would you like to borrow it in the meantime? Like, something so simple was the most powerful thing for me to realize, like, I have a tribe, I have support. And, you know, being on an entrepreneur road is not easy, Um, it's very difficult. I had a very tough week last week, but it gave me hope to know that I could keep going because I have people behind me pushing me. Absolutely. I think that is, you know, that's a great message for all of our listeners. You know, sometimes things go wrong. They don't go according to plan, but, you know, just keep the hope and keep the faith that you know it's it's going to work out and you do have a tribe. Now, you have a beautiful website. I was checking it out earlier, and I want to make sure Thank that you. our audience – yeah, I want to make sure our audience knows where to uh, contact you. What is your website and um, for all of your products, and uh, sure. so that they know where to go. Okay, uh, you guys can find me at iamkalila.com, and so I created this website. It's a hub. And this hub serves for all my multiple businesses and my creative entities. So you'll find Mess in a Bottle, which is my T-shirt company. You'll find Two Brooklyn Babes, which is my mommy blog. You'll find LilyNash.com. That's my custom baby furniture company. Um, you'll find I'm actually about to add, <laughs> not that I need another <laughs> one, but hopefully this might be really cool for everyone. Um, it's called politicalpins.us, and it's a website. Um, it's actually already up and running, and it's a website where you can find political uh, pins, and it's for a political pin lover. So I created a Hillary pin. Um, they're hard enamel pins. And I also created a Donald Trump pin, and I have some Don't Boo Boat uh, pins as well. So uh, that's actually launching, and uh, you are able to order from the site, and they will be available to ship starting tomorrow. So I'd love uh, some support for you guys to check out my new pin company that is being released tomorrow. Fantastic. So uh, it's spelled I am. It's I A M Kalila, and that's spelled K A L L A H. Yeah, that correct. That's correct. I am yep. Kalila dot com, and yep. so you mentioned you mentioned that um, you know you're you you have another a pen company and you have the T-shirts. How do you know? How do you find, know what your clients want? You do. Um, focus groups before you create your um, your work or do you, know, you just put out what you like? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that. Um, I'm a doer. 
And so my friends, they laugh at me all the time. They tell me to slow down. They tell me I'm crazy. They tell me to focus on one, and I never can. Um, Political Pins is a new venture, but it is almost a short-term venture, um, being that we are in a presidential election period. Um, So I figure it would be a good trending topic to really get some viewers and to kind of get people interested in knowing who I am. And so that's the bigger picture for me is this I am Kalila brand. Um, I'm just a creative entity. I create a bunch of stuff. And so I create and then I kind of see what bites. That's been my technique and my method, um, my method of madness, to be honest. Um, But it's been, I think, pretty successful, and it allows me to see, you know, what's hitting and what's missing. And I think that has worked for me. That won't work for everyone. I have the resources. Um, So I create my websites on on square.com, which is squarespace.com, and it's super easy, and I do my selling sites. Um, I create those on Big Cartel. So I'm able to set up mock-ups of whatever T-shirt designs or items I design and kind of put it up, and then I sort of see and generate what the feelers are and who really likes what, and I'll take down, add, or subtract um, from what the viewers respond to. So that's kind of been my method. So what was your selling site, the the resource for your selling site again? Uh, it's Big Cartel. I really, really, really like BigCartel.com. Uh, they host my selling. So uh, Mess in a Bottle as well as um, Mess in a Bottle and Political Pins are both under uh, Big Cartel. And there, it's very easy to set up, and that's one of the things. And it's very easy to create product, add it, set up a website. So I do, I do websites in about a day, and it's literally adding pictures, taking things away, and I pay a very low monthly cost um, for my sites, and that's kind of how I run them. That's amazing. Yeah, I think the the political pins would be great for those collectors. Um, you know, pins and and political memorabilia have been going on for a few hundred years, and I think career would just be added to that collection. So that sounds like a, a winner right there. I think you got Thank a winner. You. <laughs> yeah, Thank so you. Yeah, so I'm going to remind everyone you can find your products on IamKalila.com. That's I-A-M-K-A-L-I-L-A-H.com. And you can find all of her products under IamKalila.com. That's in a bottle, um, the Mommy Blog, and uh, Lily Nash. Anything else that I forget? Political pins. <laughs> and political pins. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want to make sure that um, our audience knows that they can call in and ask any questions. The number, again, is 646-716. 7994. And I think our time together might be winding down. So if you have any other uh, any other comments before we take a break? Nope. I think thank you so much for having me. Um, it was my pleasure. And I look forward to hopefully hearing from some of your viewers. 
absolutely. I'm sure you're, you've got the beautiful website. Please, everyone, check Kalila Wright out. Um, she's got great T-shirts, great um, baby uh, furniture and clothes, and that blog, I'm sure, is amazing and helpful. So thanks so much for your information. Thank you so much for your time, Kalila. We are going Thank to you. take a break. Thank you. And hold on. You can stay on with us, but um, uh, we're going to take a break and listen to some music. This is Beyond Pop. Are back with well, Beyond Pop Radio. You ready for the digital drummer? Bring them on. Well, they call me the digital drummer because I pass messages of interest and concern from one website to another, like the drummers of old. All right, so we are ready. This is Beyond Talk Radio with Faith McKinney. I am Faith McKinney, author of Schmingling, The Art of Being Well-Connected Through Blatant Self-Promotion, CNN contributor, and I teach authors, publishers, and entrepreneurs how to get more famous. We are live on Beyond Talk Radio, and if you are listening, and I'd love to hear a question or a comment from you, please give us a call. The number is area code 646-716-7994. And we've got a great show. I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. And Mr. Gregory Merriweather cannot join us today, but it's ladies' night. We had a wonderful guest, Ms. Kalila Wright. And now it is time for our digital drummer spotlight. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, you know, I got some extra company here <laughs> talking in the background. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I want to see, um, Roderick, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hello. Okay, just want to let Hello. everybody Good evening, know. Good everybody. Did... Yes. So this is Mr. Roderick Woodruff, and he is the co-founder of the Urban... Video Game Academy. So, um, Roderick, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Roderick Woodruff? Oh, well, he's uh, he's getting a little rust around the around the edges nowadays. Uh, but he is a 40-year veteran of information technology. Um, I, without telling my age, I go all the way back to board wiring, and uh, long before things were in the palm of your hand. 
<clears throat> but that said, um, I've evolved, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm been engaged uh, since the founding of the Urban Video Game Academy in 2005. We just celebrated 10 years. I celebrated 10 years doing that, <clears throat> providing curriculum, IT curriculum um, uh, for classrooms after school and in summer programs, as well as training other instructors, and now on the venture of uh, training STEMpreneurs, folks who have uh, professional uh, backgrounds in science, technology, engineering, and math, and showing them how to create some entrepreneurial uh, opportunities in schools, um, uh, providing programs after school and in the summer. Already, Hello? well, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here, sir. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> so um, that's really great. So how, um, I mean, you know, where did this idea come from? How did it all start develop? and why did, you know, why did you decide to <clears throat> quit a real job and do this, right? Uh, <clears throat> some ten years ago, my wife and I, uh, started an online e-zine, they were called at the time, called AA Gamer. It was our desire and interest to identify and and promote um, people of color who were involved in video game uh, development and publishing. Um, over time, and over a short period of time, it occurred to us that <clears throat> there was a lot of information that wasn't being shared throughout most educational communities in, 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 in the black community. Um, very few schools were doing any kind of, very few schools and very few companies were doing any kind of diversity or outreach for African Americans, male or female. Um, we thought that this was sinful in as much that the indices for consumption on people of color about video game products was very, very high, roughly about 48% from a Forrester Research uh, report back in 2007. We took that uh, as impetus to, in, to pro, well, we hosted a conference uh, in conjunction with the Organization of uh, uh, Black uh, Designers. We hosted a conference for video games in Silver Spring, Maryland. We invited the top African Americans in the industry. At that time, we were about six or seven. And from that, uh, we knew we had to do something to get uh, awareness into schools as early as possible. From that, we developed a curriculum. I developed a curriculum. We did a proof of concept in D.C. and Baltimore. And from that, <clears throat> we um, launched. Um, specifically, we launched from uh, we launched with a press release from an E3 conference. And uh, from that launch, we had over 300 inquiries, 200 from school systems across the country, um, who wanted our curriculum in their school. Um, they needed something to to stimulate and engage students way beyond just being in front of a computer. So we've evolved and have matured since that time um, to a point where Harvard actually did a case study on us in 2007, and I've had an opportunity to lecture to graduate students uh, who are involved with social entrepreneurship uh, at the Harvard campus there. But... Uh, We've been doing quite well. Uh, like most small business, most passionate ideas, 
the name of the game is not just how good your product, how good your service might be, but your ability to scale it is uh, is really key. So growth is really a key. And at this stage, we are taking our training programs online uh, because I, there's only so much of me that I can spread around. Okay. Um now, uh, Roderick, I remember when I first connected with you is when we interviewed Joseph Salter, your other right. co-founder. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the, um, I know also, too, I wanted to know if you were still looking for the opportunity if um, organizations wanted to establish their own um, video gaming academy. Does that also, is that opportunity still available? Certainly. Certainly, um, all roads. You know, we we are the having the ability, or you know, having the creativity, uh, holding it in our hands, does our community absolutely no good. We grow by sharing. Uh, we are in the sharing economy. I do probably ten free workshops annually, uh, from 90 minutes to two hours of my time to to gain interest the 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 net net though is that these things have to be funded and infrastructures have to be in place to be able to accommodate the desire to have the program that was one of the big big uh, obstacles going out we had this great idea well let's go in and and teach flash let's go in and teach uh, maya and of course the infrastructures in most schools couldn't support it and now we have to, of course, keep up with the changes in technology. As schools go from PCs to Google to Chromebooks, uh, you have to modify and update and be able to adapt curriculums to accommodate that that new technology audience. Okay. Well, um, hello. Okay. Hello. Go ahead, Faith. Yes. This is Faith, and I'm in Faith um, McKinney. I'm in Indianapolis, and we are having a, a, a renaissance, I guess, of technology here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, co- incorporating the technology with the, with the kids. And it's not necessarily in the schools. It's more of um, uh, entrepreneurs who are getting together and working together with, with the city to create um, what we call 16 Tech, and it hasn't even been built yet. It's, it's a big, big project. But how do you or how would you um, see yourself or see the program uh, contributing to cities around the country uh, to, to create uh, an outlet for African-American kids in technology? Um, is there a program to attach to those things that are outside of schools? Um, there are several, but you know the difference between teaching a kid uh, coding with Minecraft, or teaching with Alice, or teaching with uh, uh, even just learning C++ or Python. The difference is <clears throat> trying to. I'm all about career readiness. I want our students to understand the vocabulary, to understand the career path trajectory to understand how to scaffold his or her learning so that when they get to that next stage, whether it be a certificate program or a four-year university or college, that they're able to hit the ground running. I find, 
I find the incredible deficiencies in, in at the middle school and senior high school level uh, where students are just not able to or, or they're not able to even write a paragraph without they don't know because they don't know what indent means. So when they come across a piece of Python code that requires them to indent, they don't have any relationship in understanding that because they never understood it to be important. And so video games is really the hook, you know, uh, without being sounding sexist. It's really the fat lady in the tent at the, at the carnival. Video mm -hmm. games gets us in the tent. Once I've got you in the tent, then I can begin to address the discipline. I can begin to let you understand that user interfaces across different applications all have the same function. But more importantly, I can help you build confidence. And from that confidence, you can become an explorer across all the various aspects of IT. Wow. So, Mr. Woodruff, in, in a perfect world, what would it be like for you um, and your program? How can, it, how can we as an audience, our audience, um, you know, facilitate growth and, and facilitate your program? I would like to move from – I personally want to move out of the classroom and do more uh, professional development among teachers and those who are interested in becoming STEMpreneurs. There is a, there is a vast wasteland of opportunity um, uh, that abounds in every community. Um, schools have technology and – and just because it's not the most current thing doesn't mean that we can't teach some of the fundamentals, some of the foundations there. So in my perfect world, I would be training, I would be training teachers, groups of teachers, to go back out to their communities to continue spreading the message and becoming innovative in their own way. Sounds wonderful. Well, Ms. Jacqueline Taylor, do you have any further questions? Oh, I know. I want to make sure that our audience can get in touch with you and find out more about what you're doing and what you're all about and, and get kids into the technology and, and uh, you know, learning more and getting the educators to um, create more programs for the STEM. Yeah, I would like for the audience to yeah, yeah. sure. I would like for them. Uh, uh, we have a website that that's been woefully neglected, unfortunately, because you know I'm <coughs> there's only so many hours in that day as, as your audience of entrepreneurs will understand. But that said, they could certainly contact me at r woodruff at uvga dot org. R woodruff. R is in yeah. R is in Roderick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Woodruff, W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F as in Frank, at uvga.org. That's wonderful. And well, let me give a shout-out so to, I, I don't know if Joe Salter was able to call in tonight. I did let him know we were going to be on with you folks. We both have uh, a, a tremendous love and respect for the work that uh, Jim Newsom ha had done over, the, over over his time and uh, just just what a loss to our community uh, in this digital space. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, people can call in. Our audience can call in. Our number is 646-716-7994. Roderick Woodruff, thank you for uh, calling and being our digital drummer on Beyond Talk. 
I appreciate the time. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Okay. Now, um, I still have one more question for you, Robert. Sure. And it's just, just for our guests. And first, I do want to let everyone know, um, you know, we let in with, you heard, we heard a little bit of Jim Newsom, and just for those who don't know, Jim Newsom um, was the founder of the Urban Tech Fair, who's a co-producer of the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference, of which Beyond Talk is the official broadcast. And um, Jim passed on last year, and the Digital Drummer Spotlight is in honor of him. I mean, since the 70s, he has been drumming um, information over the Internet about blacks and technology and about technology, all the things that are possible. So he's called the Digital Drummer, and we want to um, honor him and highlight those who are carrying on a tradition. But I, what I want to ask um, you, and this is just for all who don't know, a lot of times, you know, you see video games. People basically get a, a linear thought path to that, sitting at an Xbox or something just playing a video game. But can you talk about the um, the industry and about gamification and how gaming is used more than just to um play something mindless, but about all the possibilities and opportunities and how gaming is actually used to show um, why it's such a, um, a viable field for us to engage. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's becoming broader by the moment, but let me just try to keep it simple and say that <clears throat> gaming, uh, video games and or simulations provide an opportunity to, to do a lot of cause and effect a lot of reward and uh, a lot of reward and challenge opportunity for the player and in government and industry for example uh, uh, the army obviously uh, uh, was noted to have a big game some eight nine years ago called america's army which you know dealt with combat and actual combat or strategy situations in a combat theater um you know not 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 trying to underscore or highlight that is something great war is never good but uh better to train for combat than to to risk lives and in going into situations where people are untrained um when it comes to uh, uh, natural uh, catastrophes natural disasters um video games help improve the response of, of the of, well improved first responders responding to these kind of things, whether it be uh, uh, for the health of, of citizens and or for the uh, restoration and or um, uh, you know the cleanup of, of the damage that's done. There's a lot of opportunities. I'd say to class there's like 109 career paths out of video game design. All of the skill sets are are very much lateral. Uh, if you, I have a friend who does 3D modeling, uh, who 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 winds up being self-taught, uh, but a brilliant. He just finished his degree recently, but he was doing modeling for the president, uh, for the Secret Service, modeling hotels and buildings where the president would be staying, so that they could station security uh, to have that environment set 
that plan in place before the president travels. So there's a broad spectrum of things. And when you mentioned the word gamification, um, you know, we go back to as early as, uh, you know, singing our ABCs. But if there's a, a better way to to exchange the information and for that information not necessarily to be eroded, but to 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 help people think outside the box, if you will, to borrow the old worn phrase, to think outside the box of a different ways of doing things. Of understanding a ladder up against the wall is really an example of the Pythagorean theory. You know, um, there's so much beauty in this design because of the the integration of math and science as well as uh, English, the the language of games. All very, very important. Okay, you know, and, that, and creativity is, it, you know, it brings creativity, which I think is really important in problem solving. And, very much and, so, very much so. And you don't, with today's tools, you don't have to be Michelangelo. You can be anybody, but willing to just think differently. Yeah. So, I well, do have I a story to, to share with your listeners. You are you because on your thing you said uh, you would give me thirty seconds to wrap up. Oh yeah, well we're gonna do all of that for everybody. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole wrap up session where we all you know sit and get ready. We all gonna you know cross our legs and do om and wait for all you guys <laughs> to share all your wisdom. <laughs> but um, I just wanted that background because we um, when we first um, were formed the Urban Tax Fair, and we found out that was one of the issues that we were having, parents um, having this linear view of what gaming was, and then and they weren't supporting, you right. know, the, the students. And so, yeah, you know, five years ago, you couldn't bring your, your cell phone to school. Now, mm-hmm. we want you to take homework notes on it. So, uh, again, we have to evolve. We have to remain flexible in our space. And you mentioned parents, and they're they're really key. They've got to get more involved. They can't be passive uh, and and just you know paying the phone bill every month. They've got to be more involved and challenged. Uh, students students want to be challenged, and I don't mean in a disciplinary sense, but they do want to be challenged. Uh, the boredom factor with with 900 channels on cable and uh, mm-hmm. all of the 140 character world and and seven second photographs. We have to stimulate. They're overstimulated, so we have to really come to the table, um, understanding that and being able to mm. to to make things work a little bit differently in the classroom. I heard today's. Uh, I was getting my hair cut, and a woman said that her daughter was in a class at elementary school, and the teacher, one teacher, had 32 students. How does one manage that? You know, how does one manage that effectively and produce the learning product that we want? Uh, in our schools, uh, we've got to come up with, you know, you know, better ways, better mousetraps, uh, you know, <laughs> better Promethean boards. We've got to come up with more tools to help those who are on the front line of education. Yes. Alrighty. Well, I, I do want to let you know that we're um, interested. Um, we, um, my church has a social service agency. We have a CDC called Society for Helping, and we mm-hmm. focus on. The deaf and hearing, you know, that's, that's been our goal to um, 
you know, not be a deaf place, but where the deaf learn how to, because they have to function within a hearing world. I'm glad you and, mentioned that. Uh, uh, if I may insert, uh, just so I don't mm-hmm. forget it, <laughs> my daughter is deaf. We just graduated from high school here in Maryland at okay. the Maryland School for the Deaf, and my wife yes. is also deaf. So, okay. so I have a great affinity to to working with deaf communities and technology. <laughs> oh well, that's great. Well, they were looking. Um, they wanted me to write some grants. And I know they want to do literacy, and we have an old library. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we have to come up to date. Um, one of the things we're the one of the core places that train interpreters in the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, like they may learn at the college, but when they have to come do, you know, study and work. Um, yes. We're, we're one of the core places they come, so we actually want to do, you know, train a trainer course. Yes. Because um, on, you know, also Love interpreting to in the. With um, you. Yeah. In the black church is a little different sure. than every regular other church. So you kind of yeah, you yeah, got two yeah. cultures going on there. But um, yeah. also when they were talking about literacy, I said we should get into digital literacy, and I was like, yeah. you know, and I remembered your last interview, and I really wanted the opportunity. You know, I think bringing a gaming academy would just do so much more for our students and um, be, give the deaf people. Um, Really give them an edge, you know. And yeah, it's we really have a um, yeah. yeah. I agree. Totally you know, a place agree. where they can earn real money. Yes, know, well, skills. you know, there's there's a huge. It's not just um, t- the teaching again of the video game designs and coding. All of those computer skills are transferable. They're transferable to healthcare. There's a whole lot of opportunity in, in healthcare. Uh, they've changed the DSM, the, 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 the medical manual, you know, gone from a seven-digit seven code to a ten-digit code. All of that stuff has to be rekeyed. Understanding, understanding those opportunities for employment with someone who understands, who understands the, the computing environment. That's the key. And if gaming helps them because of the rigor expressed in gaming, I think we're, you know, I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, um, it has been a wonderful interview. Again, let our um, audience know if they want to get in touch with you, too. Please do contact me at rwoodruff at org. Our website is org. Um, and I will be as responsive as possible to any inquiries or requests. We do, um, uh, you know, travel notwithstanding, we do provide um, uh, 90-minute workshops at no cost to the organization or school uh, just to let them see how the program can work in a very short period of time. We have eight to twelve week programs throughout the semester of the, of the normal school year, and six week programs in the summertime. Okay. So back to you, Faith. All right. Well, thank you so much. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to have a break or not. What do you think, Miss Miss Jacqueline? Are we taking a break now? Um. Yeah. Give me a moment to get back in the studio. Okay. Um, I'm like the Jamaican mom right now. <laughs> That's fine. You know, I'm very fascinated <laughs> to 
to listen to learn more about um, you know the STEM programs and and technology and all that's really going on. Um, you know, Mr. Roderick Woodruff is a, a fantastic uh, resource in our community and in in the world. You know, teaching at Harvard and and taking it to our kids and you know being an advocate for for our children. So thank you so much. You're very All welcome. Right. You are very welcome. Thank you. Important work. So we just have a few more minutes, and but if you want to call in in these last few minutes, please uh, feel free. Our number is area code six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. That's for our audience to call in on Beyond Talk Radio with Faith McKinney and Gregory Merriweather. But today we have Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams. It's Ladies Night. And we are really enjoying our conversations that we've had tonight. Um, so whenever you want to start your break, go ahead. But I'm I'm really enjoying this this content. So thank you so much for uh, joining us, audience and and guests. We really appreciate your time. Okay. So what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break, and Chris Curtis is on the line now. So we're going to just take our um. A real quick break here, and then we're going to come back to, um, um, we're going to bring um, Chris Curtis on, and she, yeah, she's our presenter, presenter, and we're just working. You are really the Jamaican mom tonight. (laughs) Yes, yes. You do a little bit of everything. (laughs) Yeah, yep, yep. I'm working in another format. Now we are ready for our Meet the Presenter segment. I'm really excited. We have with us Chris Curtis Crawford. Chris, are you with us? I sure am, and I'm really excited to be here. It's good to be home on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome home. Yes. Welcome home. So tell us a little bit about your background, tell the audience uh, your background, who you are, and your personal claim to fame. Absolutely. I started out as a, a, tech, a computer support person many, many years ago and evolved into the tech boom where I decided to um, go into web development. I actually had come to a crossroads 
whether or not I was going to go into computer networking or whether or not I was going to um, move into web development because web development was hot and new and all these people were doing it and you didn't need a degree and you could, you know, you could go to these classes and they would teach you HTML. And I said, you know what, I think I want to do that. And so I dove into that and I actually was working at Hewlett Packard at the time. I was on a contract with Hewlett Packard. And um, I ended up being on the marketing team and learned as much as I possibly could about business marketing, business marketing, corporate marketing, and how it's done and why things are done and why do we put things on the left versus on the right? Why do we put things, uh, you know, why do we put our logo on the left-hand side of anything? Why do we do that? as opposed to the right or the center. Um, I learned all these things, right? and, I, and I was able to pick people's brains and, and really reach out to people in a way that I just hadn't done before, but it was so new. Um, and I said, you know what, this, I think this is what I want to do. I want to go into marketing, but I kind of like this whole tech thing. So I married them together, and today I stand or I, 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 I lean before you <laughs> as an Internet as an internet. Uh, development strategist, and basically what I do now is I help people bring their businesses to market, and I want to excuse my background right now because the show must go on, but I am in my car. Hey, look, when when tech happens, you just got to do your job, <laughs> so uh, that's right. keep it moving, but, and, and, see, and that's a lesson in itself for small business owners. Sometimes you just have to let the show go on, so today we're letting it go on. Um but anyway, so the tech boom happened, and I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to carve a niche for myself, and it ended up being, you know, an internet business strategist or internet development strategist, depending on how you look at it. Um, and what I do is I help people bring their businesses to the internet, and then help them learn how to market and promote their business. And that sounds pretty, you know, rudimentary. People do that. Well, no, not really. Let me tell you why. Um, it is one thing to build a website. You know, most people think that you can sit down, you know, you have your text, you have your pictures, you plug, you play, and boom, there you have a website. And that's fine. And you can do that. And um, I will tell you that doing that, nine times out of ten, those people do not have a strategy behind it. It's just wanting to be seen. And if your goal is just wanting to be seen, then that is your strategy and you, you accomplish that. But if you're trying to reach a large range of markets and utilize um, specific strategies to get people to do things, to take action on your site, then I would be the person. In addition, um, once that site is up, then you've got to figure out how to market and promote this site or market and promote yourself or your product, whatever the case may be, because everybody's a little bit different. Some people are um, – like for me, I am my own product. Therefore, I have to promote myself, but I also have to promote my services. And we see that a lot in today's business world where people are marketing their themselves as a, as a professional or as a skill set. Um, and there aren't very many people like me. There are some people who do the web stuff, and there are some people who do the personal coaching, but there are very few people who do both. And that's what I do. I'm an Internet business strategist, and I, and I help people uh, learn how to do business online and then help them do business online. I will be calling you right after. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is it, it's 
crazy. It's crazy important because so many times you have these coaches and, and you have so many um, people who will tell you just a little bit about a certain um, uh, portion of the of business, an online business, you know, and they, they may go on, you know, you have to, you're falling into a rabbit hole just learning how to do a, a teleseminar or learning how to go to an email list, you know, and you're spending thousands of dollars learning how to do each one of these things when I'm assuming you have the total package and you can teach us everything um, in, in one fell swoop instead of having tiny bits of, of information here and there. Is that correct? Well, yes and no, because each strategy has its own set of things that you have to learn and know. And nobody's going to know it all coming out of the box. For example, if you're not familiar with how to use your email list as a strategy, then that's going to be new to you. But if you're someone who already has that, then we don't need to dwell on it. Let's touch it and go on to the next thing. But there are literally, literally over 100 ways to market and promote your business, and a lot of them are for free. Did you hear me? A lot of them are for free. And what's so disheartening, and I see this in my everyday um, work life, is that so many people don't know that they don't have to pay for certain things. And so they pay for them because they don't know how to do it. And instead of figuring out or finding someone like me or going online and doing a quick Google search, they will pay for it. Uh-oh, I think we lost you, Chris. Oh, no. That's when I think we lost Chris. Well, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> it was went quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to make sure that her, her, her information is so important. And I want to make sure that people understand where to get her. Um, I believe her website is about me, about me forward slash Chris Curtis. And that's spelled C-H-R-I-S-C-U-R-T. T-I-S, about dot me forward slash Chris Curtis, and that is, looks like that would be the website, or you could find her on Twitter, um, and that would be twitter.com forward slash web business. That's W-E-B-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. Chris Curtis has yes, a great he wants strategy. Yes, yeah, she mm-hmm. wants us to follow her on Twitter because they, she gives out um, daily tips and different things on Twitter. So if you, mm-hmm. you know, really want to find out about web business and how to develop, you know, your business on the web, she gives out daily tips and strategies across Twitter. So you definitely want to f- follow her on Twitter. Absolutely. I'm doing that right now because I think that what she has is so valuable to you know, entrepreneurs and, and authors and publishers and especially solopreneurs who kind of have to go it alone. Uh, when you have somebody who knows strategies and understands, you know, what's really free out here and, and can build your strategy to get your, your name out, um, that is valuable. So I'm so happy that we had Chris uh, Curtis Crawford on tonight, and I hope maybe we can get get her back, but um, I want to thank our audience for listening. I believe our time is up. What do you say, Jacqueline? Are we done today? 
Well, we're almost, you know, because we had that extra guest. We had a, did have little extra time, so we're excellent with time. But we um, right. are about ready for our closeout section. I'm trying to get back to, and, and I just apologize to people. Oh, Chris, yeah, she, she's here. I don't know how she just came on. I mean, she she just went on um, mute. I don't know how. Hold on. Maybe she came okay. back on. Chris? You muted me. <laughs> I don't know how it I wasn't even at the I studio. Right I, I wasn't even there. Y'all. I had all this great No, I don't know what happened. Everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, we thought you dropped. That's I'm like, wait a minute. She's right here muted. <laughs> so here's the thing. We apologize, so, Chris. One of, not a problem. One of the one of the most important things I think that any business owner, solopreneur, um, can take away from working with me or learning with me is really the marketing part. I mean, you guys know your business. You know what you do. I don't have to tell you what you do. But you do have to learn how to communicate that. And what I mean is sometimes with small business owners and solopreneurs, we get so much into doing what we do that when somebody says, well, what do you do? We say, oh, well, you know, I do some of this and I do some of that and I kind of do that, but it's more like this. And then the person's standing there going, okay, what do you do? And, and I think we've all met those people where you ask them, you know, what do you do? And it takes them like five, ten minutes to explain what they do. And it's so hard because if you can't explain to someone what you do in 30 seconds or less, and we've heard this as an elevator pitch, so this is where I'm going, um, then how is that person supposed to understand what you can do for them or how you can benefit them? So the first thing every single business owner needs to learn how to do is write one sentence or one short paragraph about who you are and what you do. And I can say it. I, can, I remember standing in the mirror saying, my name is Chris Curtis, and I am the owner of Web Business Ownership LLC, an online resource for interactive business support for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Check that out. Now, how many people can do that? A lot of people can't. In the solopreneur market, we are so so focused on doing the work, doing the work, got to get customers, doing the work, follow the money, doing the work, that we often can't even explain the work that we're doing. So really, you guys, I want you to take the time, take a deep breath, and really come up with a sentence or two so that when next time you go to a networking event or next time you have a, have a moment to chat with someone or you can hand your business card to someone, Make sure you can say who you are and what you do in one short sentence. And then if they want more information, then you'll be able to give, give it to them. And then the, the second thing I wanted to share with you guys is just make sure that you have the basics of marketing covered. For example, what had happened was I left my business cards on my dresser when I was leaving out. Oh, if I could tell you how many times I've heard that, in that vernacular, by the way, um, if I could tell you how many times I've heard that, it is absolutely crazy. Have your business cards when you walk out the door every single time. If you have to keep them in a certain place where you can reach them 
quickly, by all means, do it. It is very important because once you walk away from someone, they might remember what you had on. They might remember your face. They might remember your voice. But sometimes they don't remember your name. They don't remember your website. They don't remember your Twitter. They don't remember. They said, man, I was talking to that that lady, and she had, ah, I can't remember. Guess what? That's a business opportunity that you just lost. The other thing is make sure you have your information at the bottom of every email you send, every single email. I know a lot of people are still not taking advantage of these little free things um, that you can do to just get your business in front of someone. Sometimes people go to look up an email. I know I've talked to someone and, and they do a search and go, oh, there's Chris Curtis, and they click on the email to read it, and there's my information at the bottom. It may not be that they want to talk to me right now, but they may just want to go to my Twitter page or go look at my Facebook page and see what I'm up to. Don't take those opportunities away from people. And then last but not least, Keep your old school going on. You know, don't be afraid to do flyers. Yes, we are we are in the digital age, but you also have to remember that <clears throat> all of your markets may not be as technologically savvy as you, so make sure you mix in a little bit of old school marketing with a little bit of new school marketing. It's still okay to have a brochure. It's still okay to do a postcard. It's still okay to do a flyer. But make sure you're using the flip side, which is Eventbrite, your Facebook page. If you're having an event, create the event on Facebook. You know, it's okay to do the, the image and post that up on your page, but you still want to personally invite people to the event. And for more information, keep a watch on my Twitter page at, at webbusiness, twitter.com at webbusiness. Um, and I'm just I'm at Web Business just anywhere. If you want to look for me, you can't find me. Just remember, I am Web Business. <laughs> it's great giving all this information to you guys, and I hope you use it wisely and make lots of doubt. I'll see you online. Thank you so much, Chris. That was fantastic information. Have your business cards ready. Have your information at the bottom of every email, and create your event. On Facebook. Did I get it right? You did, and I could go on, but I know you guys are limited for time. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to this if forever. You're not, if this you're not pressed for time, we can do some more. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you guys can do. Did you know that you can utilize free, free, did you hear me? I said free. I say anything costs any money. Free press, re- press release outlets online to send information about your business. Now, let's talk about that for a second. How many people in a small business and solopreneur environment send press releases? Some, I would say about maybe 15 to 20% do. What about the other 80%? Why are you guys not writing press releases? Every time you sneeze, there should be a press release. I just met a great person, and we're going to form a partnership. That's a press release. Push that out there. You never know what outlet is going to pick it up. I'll let you in on the secret. Whenever you do a press release, those press releases are sent out to media, like media people. So your your journalists, your newscasters, they all get that, okay? And different people subscribe to different press outlets. But here's the cool thing. Sometimes... They have just enough time 
to say something really quick or print something really quick in their publication, in a magazine, or in their newspaper, and they just need a little short article that they can throw up there real quick, guess what? If you didn't do a press release, they're not going to see you. So how's that? How are you going to do that? That is free. You could actually end up in a magazine. You could end up in a newspaper because you sent a press release. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. And if you can't think of any ways, any any particular reasons to, to write a press release, I can give you four. You redid your website. You added a new feature. You're targeting a new market. You, you've adopted a new strategy. You added a new color to your product line. Whatever it is, it's a press release because you're telling people that this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, and I'd love for you to be part of that, and here's how you can contact us. Now, how many wow. things do you do in a day where you can say that? Like, oh, you know what? So, okay, Chris, so we can we can have these press releases. Is there a certain formula or is there a certain um, template that is, is really um, conducive to uh, journalists picking it up? Is there something, you know, do's and don'ts or, um, you know, what's the best way to do it, to send it out? How do we do this? Well, I guess we she lost dro- um, She dropped this time. Yeah, her call dropped this time. Okay. But um, right. well, for, press, yeah, for press releases, you know, um, people may not know, but I'm a marketing strategist. And so for press releases, you can, you know, get someone to do it for you or um, if you're good at writing it. But Chris is back, and she's going to tell you what you do with your press releases. <laughs> How do you generate them? How do you, Welcome back. Okay, so let, let's talk about that. So you said you could get somebody to write your press release. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. First thing you want to write is the date. You don't need anybody to tell you what the date is. You already know what that is. Then you come up with a headline. What is your headline? The headline is the punch of what you're saying. So if you're saying, uh, you know, the name of my company, we'll, we'll say, you know, we'll say Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, uh, Chris Curtis heads back, heads home to blog talk. Okay, that's my headline. Now, what is that about? So we write a short summary. Chris Curtis heads back to Blog Talk with Jackie Taylor and friends. Um, Chris started on Blog Talk back in the 90s and, you know, is returning home for the first time in two years. That's the summary. Now, the next paragraph, we go into talking about what I'll be talking about. The next paragraph, you come up with a quote for yourself. Uh, Like I said, first thing I said when I came on the air, what did I say? It's great to be back home. Right? So that's my right. quote. Yes. So you have your paragraph, you have your quote, you have your summary, you already know the date. You don't need anybody to write your press releases for you. Absolutely not. You can do it yourself. Now, I, what I will say is, you know, I know that the Internet exposes us, and um, if you're not a great writer, the Internet's going to show it. If you're not a good speller, the Internet's going to show it. So for people who, you know, if you know that you're not a good writer, and usually people who are not good writers, they know they're not good writers. For those people, yeah, you can you can call someone like me, or you can, and you know what else you can do? You can actually um, 
you know, find a friend who's a teacher or an attorney. I mean, a lot of times your friends, family members will help you out and do these things, but you don't always have to pay for them. Press releases are very, very easy. They're not complicated at all. And um, you can do a search online just to see, like, where the free ones are and just go to Google, type in, submit press release free. You'll get thousands, thousands and thousands. And my recommendation to you is submit your press release until you get tired of submitting your press release. <laughs> submit so you until mean you each get one or, or submit, submit yeah, your press release? Yeah, to each please. outlet. Yeah, okay. to each of the different outlets, um, like when you do your search for it, you know, press release, you know, submit free press release. Submit them to as many outlets as you can until your hands get tired. Because you don't know who receives them. So if, you know, if Black Enterprise receives, you know, one um, outlet that you use, but, you know, Black America, Black America Web might get another and CNN might get another. So what happens if you only submit to, to you know, one or two? Then you're going to be missed by a whole group of people. Wow. Okay, so... Go to Google and put in submit free press release and uh, see what you get and, and post those press releases as many That's as you right. can. And pretty soon, um, I mean, I'll tell you, once you've submitted it one time, you'll be a pro because it's all they're all exactly the same in terms of what they're looking for. There are going to be a few that will say, you know, what's your social media. They're going to ask you for your Twitter. Some of them let you upload a, a photo. Um you know, those things are really good. And don't be afraid to show your face. You know, that's another thing. I think a lot of us, we are worried about, you know, our nose is too big. We gained a little weight. Oh, but we're not looking so hot. Our hair is not done. You know, whatever the case may be, like, put those things to the side and make sure you have a business look. Something that when people see that picture, they know, oh, that's her. I know who that is. Even if they don't remember your name, they remember that picture. And one thing you'll see when you go to um, my Facebook page, you can go to Chris Curtis Crawford on Facebook, um, you'll see that my picture, and you'll also see it on Twitter. Now, my Twitter picture is kind of geeky, but that's the fun of it, is that people see that picture, they go, oh, yeah, that's her, the girl in the pink with the glasses on. That's, that's definitely Chris. Um Make sure that you are pushing your brand and creating your brand in such a way that people will remember you. If you can't remember it, neither will anybody else. Wow. Amazing. I love your energy, Chris. I love it. So let's see if we can wrap this up. Submit, submit, submit those press releases even at the opening of an envelope, right? As <laughs> much as you can. And don't be afraid to show your face. Um, any suggestions on, on headshots, um, candid shots? You know, what should go where? When people put their um, photos on social media, um, you, you don't want to necessarily use the same photo you have for um, Facebook that you use for LinkedIn. What are your rules for that? Actually, my LinkedIn photo and my Facebook photo are the exact same. But here's why. Um, it depends on how you're using your social media. 
So, for example, everybody who's on my Facebook page, they know we're not going to talk about, you know, cakes and pies and, and you know, who's on first and what's on second. We're not going to talk about that on this page. On this page, we're going to talk about business technology, what's going on in the industry. We're going to talk about small business. We're going to talk about issues that affect and reflect the small business and solopreneur community. Other than that, we're not going to talk about it on this page. So because my Facebook um, outreach and my LinkedIn outreach are very much the same but with different groups of people, um, I've used the same picture. So people know that picture. There's a consistency. However, if you're using your Facebook page for more of a relaxed environment where you're sharing information on a more casual note, you might have a few moments where you're um, sharing information that really isn't business-oriented. Like, for example, you may want to, you know, share a recipe or something like that. Um you know, then I would use a more relaxed picture because then people people look at your picture and that tells them how they take you in their mind. So think about it. If you were standing in front of someone and you had on a T-shirt, a pair of jeans, they're going to, in their minds, they're going to say, oh, this is more of a relaxed conversation because, you know, her approach right now, she's not, you know, she's not in the suit. This is not a, a tough conversation. So if your picture looks like that, that's exactly how people will treat you. They will, you know, send you messages. Hey, sis, what's up? You know, you'll so get first that. impressions you're, matter, huh? Yep, absolutely. First impressions matter even more online, even more All so right. online. So you have to be well, it's, careful how you present. If you want to be taken seriously, make sure that that picture of you, you have a serious face or you have a very straightforward face, or that your your um, content on your page reflects, reflects the, the persona that you want to come across to people. If you come across that, I'm at the, you know, I'm at the cookout, well, guess what? That's how people are going to talk to you. But you know what comes with that. When people approach you in a more relaxed way, that's when you get the people who want to pick your your brain don't want to make an appointment, just want to talk to you and then utilize all your information. Um, that's when you get all the people who, oh, yeah, I want to do business with you, but can you give me the, can you give me the hookup? <laughs> that's how you end yeah. up with the hookup questions. But when you come across as being, you know, a business person, even if you're wearing jeans, even if you're wearing a, a T-shirt, a jacket on wow. in that photo, you know, make the difference yeah. and make sure that people see you the way you want them to see you. Well, there's a lot of psychology to that, Chris. Curtis Crawford, thank you so much for joining us here on Blog Talk. Welcome back. Well, welcome back home. And we are thank going you. to wrap it up. Um, today has been a fantastic show. I thoroughly enjoyed all of our guests, and I hope our audience did as well. Um, I am Faith McKinney. I am author of Schmingling, The Art of Being Well-Connected Through Blatant Self-Promotion, a CNN contributor, and I teach authors, publishers, and entrepreneurs how to get more famous. And I am joined today by our fabulous uh, producer, Ms. Jackie Taylor-Adams, and Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, I apologize. Thank you so much for doing a wonderful job, Ms. Jacqueline. You did great at multitasking tonight. Any parting words? Um, 
I guess our part, my, our part, my parting words is since I just had someone who died unexpected, unexpectedly, you know, just make sure um, you don't take people, you know, your family for granted. Make sure you say you love them. You know, there may be the last words that you part with. So just, um, you know, if you have any beefs or grievance or if you're feuding with someone right now, take a moment and just let that go because all you have is the present. So live in the present and just let that go. Don't let that be the thing. You know, if the, if the person you found out was gone, you know, how important would that, you know, Action be your argument be your conversation be so um that's all I have, and we have um we have we still have um Kalila, we have um Roderick, and we still have Chris on the line, and we can close out with you um faith, so give us our thirty seconds faith. Our uh, thirty seconds. Okay, so do you want to start um, with yeah, our guest? Yeah, what's our thirty first? second call to action? <laughs> All right. So we should start with Miss Kalila. What is your thirty second call to action? What do you want to let everybody know to do? Uh, I would love if everyone would please visit iamkalila. dot com as well as please to today or tomorrow if you put in uh, politicalpins.us I will be offering a free shipping um, for anyone who is going to purchase my new pin uh, for tomorrow so free ship would be the code thanks all right mr. Woodruff okay real quick um, uh, a story near and dear to me, and I repeat it often to classes. A friend of mine from NIH had retired, and he was at McDonald's when my daughter and I walked in, and he said, I wanted to talk with you, and he turned to the young man. He says, let me just get my order placed. And he asked the young man, what do they put on this Angus wrap? <clears throat> and the young man, very neatly dressed, had a summer job. He smiled, and then he turned to my friend. He says, sir, they just sprinkle some Angus on it. So my friend was dumbfounded and abruptly turned his head to me, shaking his head in sorrow and amazement. He said, it's not his fault. It's his family, his school, his supervisor, and his community have failed him. And now without hesitation, I repeat this story often in the UBGA classes, reminding them of their responsibility and learning all that they can. We can't just sprinkle Angus on it. Absolutely. Thank you. No sprinkling of Angus around here. So, Miss Chris. Well, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do thirty seconds. I'm a talker, but I'll try my best. So here's what I say to you. For each of us, when you have a small business, when you're a solopreneur, your business is your baby. You have to nurture it, you have to dress it up, you have to make it pretty, you have to present it, you have to make sure it speaks well. You have to make sure it walks well and talks well and represents you and your entire environment in the manner in which you want it to be seen. And if it's not doing those things, if you feel it's not doing those things, stop what you're doing and change it. Don't try to ride it out. If something is not working, 
stop it immediately and do something that works instead. Change direction. It's okay to change direction. A circle has 360 degrees. If you have to use 359, use them. <laughs> Don't be afraid to make change. Sometimes change is really good, and sometimes you also have to be willing to say um, when things need to be changed. Don't forget that everything with regard to the web doesn't cost money. Take a risk. Do some things for free, and I bet you'll see a difference. Absolutely. And my parting words are from Bill Gates. He says, technology is just a tool in terms of getting the kids to working together and uh, motivating them. The teacher is the most important. Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams, let's wrap it up tonight. Great show. Thank you so much. Our okay, audience, well, beyond this- top audience, thank you. Yes, thank you for listening in to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney and Gregory Merriweather. I have been your standing co-host, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, for this episode four. And we see you again in on the second Tuesday in September. So um, until then, just stay phenomenal. And we're going to roll out with Rob Ballet. Got a new walk and a new point of view, a new purpose for everything I do. I got a, a new rule only, real close around. If you were wondering about to tell you nothing, it's the same pretty face but a brand new smile. Same letter C, but she ain't walking, she's flying. New game making, big new see Every one, let me hear you clap now if this is your